think overgiving can come from a place of letting people take you over. Like you're like letting someone else decide for you how to live your life or what you should be doing or how much of it you should be doing. And that's, that's like you said earlier, inverted. Hello, if you're looking for deep truth and authenticity in a world that feels more and more artificial every day, you've come to the right place. If you're in need of a breath of fresh air, welcome. I'm Bianca. And I'm Regan. And this is a Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Welcome, everyone. We have such a great topic today, as always, but this one feels really, really pertinent. Yeah, it just, it's coming through so strong. And as soon as Reagan, Reagan like was mentioning this being on her heart, this idea of, or this thing of overgiving. And I was like, oh, that, that's the money right now. Yeah, finding that balance, you know, because I think for, for many of us listening, I'm sure that there is a tendency to um, want to overgive. Maybe for some people it is overtaking but i think for the for the most part it's a lot of um overgiving and you know it, it i know i feel this way so much sometimes it's like you do just want to give everything you know you want to give everyone everything uh without having to ask for anything in return and i think there is a, a time and place for that but there also you will notice i think when it's out of balance you know if you are giving too much and you're not allowing yourself to receive you know you're going to be you're going to reach this place where you're going to feel so overwhelmed and exhausted and drained what are what are some symptoms that someone is overgiving how do you know when you slipped into that danger zone of like okay i'm not giving from a healthy like balanced place i'm actually giving more than i have the capacity to give Mm, really good question. I think the first part is um, when you're when you are offering things to the world, and and whether this is you know something directly like you're you're giving um, some kind of service or you know things to people, or even just sometimes like in your if you have this pattern in your like family family relationships of of giving too much, of trying to rescue everyone or rehab everyone, you know, it's like, these are patterns that I feel like for some of us are so deeply ingrained. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just, you're, you're, you're best when you're in your balance. So I think the first symptom would be feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you can't say no, you know, even energetically sometimes, you know, feeling like you can't say no to all of these requests, all of these demands, whether it's um, coming from other people or even your own self, I think feeling drained. And another thing that I think goes hand in hand, that's really important to bring up right away is when you do this, um, you know, you're, you, I've heard this a lot recently is like, you show other people how to treat you by how you let them treat you. So it's like, if you let people, if you have no boundaries or you let people overstep your boundaries, even if they don't, you know, they don't mean harm. Um, that's just kind of setting the example, you know, for, for how you treat yourself, you know? So it's like, I think it's so important because if you're over giving, I think we can all attest to this as well. You're going to attract people that are overtaking, whether they realize it or not, it's, you're going to attract the kind of people that you probably don't want in your life that aren't 
grateful for you, but just kind of expect the most out of you. And when you find yourself in that situation, you know, again, you're going to feel very just like run out, you know, with your energy. And the, I guess the follow-up question for that is like, what are the reasons? Like, what are the reasons that people tend to overgive? Mm. Yeah, I, I think it, I think a lot of it is, this is a deep one. You know, I think a lot of that comes down to um, maybe, you know, again, these kind of patterns of codependence, you know, feeling that like you're not worthy, feeling like you're not good enough, or even um, having like these dynamics. I feel like even in childhood, you know, for a lot of people where you had to kind of be the caretaker, you know, at maybe a too young of age, you know, you had maybe to take care of yourself and others, whether that was your siblings or your own parents even. So you kind of just really in a way get used to this sort of role of um, wanting to sort of rehab and rescue everyone and everything. And it can be sneaky, you know, it can be sneaky where it can sneak up on you until you realize like, okay, you know, um, unless you actually have children, it's not really our role to be trying to parent people, you know, it, and it actually can be disempowering to them. Again, not saying we shouldn't help when we can. I'm all about truly helping people. But again, it's like if you're burning yourself out and you're giving too much and you're not receiving, you know, what are you receiving? It's like very important because when you overgive, this weird thing happens again where um, a lot of times people will not be grateful for what you're giving. <laughs> is overgiving, and this is a genuine question, I don't know, and I don't know if you have the answer, but it's a question that's coming up for me. Is overgiving a sign of um, wounded masculine? Or is it that's wounded a, feminine because you can't receive? That's a good question. I think maybe both. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like maybe it could manifest in both ways, because I know like a lot of times the masculine is like, you know, that masculine energy is very, is about kind of providing and, and giving. Um, and, but the feminine energy, like that's recently what I, what I went through was like, I was just kind of in this sort of, um, as subtly, you know, as we go on the spiritual journey, these patterns come up a lot more subtle. Um but like just giving, 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 trying to give so much. And then literally my spirit, I feel like bonked me on the head and it's like, can you just receive, just receive? And, I, and and when I finally did that, it was like all this stuff came in that I was like, oh, okay, wow. This conversation really resonates with me so strongly because I struggle to receive. Like I really do. It, it almost brings up feelings of guilt uh, for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that a lot. This is really so, so powerful. And because I really, I'll be even thinking like, maybe I'm like, something's out of balance. It's like, I'm, am I not, I'm not giving enough. And so I'll keep giving and giving. And I think it's oh. good to be humble and, and, and check that in yourself. But I'm like, wait a second. No, it's, it's like, I'm not receiving. So it's like, I'm just on this hamster wheel. <laughs> So you're feeling the imbalance and that's there, but you're doing the thing that led to the imbalance instead of correcting the, the imbalance. So then it's like, oh, I guess I should keep doing this. I didn't do it enough. It's like actually way too much, you know? So I love that, you know, you said some of the symptoms were 
I, I could be misremembering, but you're kind of just feeling kind of overwhelmed. For me, that's often how it manifests, but I'm curious, you know, how is that for you? I mean, I think it just gets to a point where it's unmanageable. Like for me, it really just has to get to that point where it's almost like I can't give anything else. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> I give everything in the tank plus some. Um, and it's really not until the point that I hit a wall. Like I have to hit a wall. Like something has to literally be like, I just can't. I can't. Like I'm, I can't even move right now. Like I just went way too hard. And so it's often after the fact, like it's not usually during that I have any kind of like, and that's, I think that's why I'm like, I need this conversation. Like I need to get to the point where I get those warning bells of like, you're going that way, you know, like, oh, this is what, you know, this is what you're doing. And I think that's why I ask like the reasons is because I'm like, what is the reason? <laughs> why am I doing that? Well, you said something really important, which is, I think, the guilt and the shame. And I think it, I think those are definitely two huge factors for me, definitely, as well, that go into it is feeling, you know, honest to be totally vulnerable and honest. Like, that's one of the biggest things I've been going through lately is um, this super deep, like, shadow coming up of, of course, our good old... Um, you know, our good old reliable shadow unworthiness <laughs> coming up of like, um, just in it. And it's, it's more than the mind. Like, it's like, I catch it in my body and, and it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, you know? So I really resonate with like that kind of more somatic work, you know, the emotional, the mental in the body. Um, so that's really what's something that's been kind of also in, in this sort of enchilada of, overgiving is that that unworthiness that guilt that shame that i'm not enough i'm not doing enough and just sort of you know like you said hitting this wall once again uh where it's like i'm so i'm, I'm just i get i sort of at my end's wit of like realizing i'm in this sort of holding pattern of nothing is ever enough and it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter how amazing my life is or what i accomplish or you know the things that i do um, you know, so many things, you know, so many things that honestly, I'm, I'm truly grateful and proud of, and I live a very beautiful life. And so when I, so when that's, you know, kind of happening, and I, and I'm realizing I'm still sort of in this deep pattern, though, in my body of like, that's the actual core, you know, it's not that I'm not doing enough. It's this, um, you know, it's really this perception that, it's a very egotistical perception, honestly, of, of like, it's, it's never enough, like, I'm never good enough. So it's like that trauma is so real, you know, in the body that it's like, I think that is, you know, in that way, it's like overgiving is the symptom of that, you know, it's like, oh, well, I need to make myself worthy, I need to make myself valuable. And it's just so um, invert inverted. So I'm, I'm really grateful, you know, even though it's a hard process to go through, seeing it through you know seeing that madness through and really learning um so seeing that madness through though i can really start to see the picture that it's showing me so clearly so i'm i'm really grateful for that but i feel like i've just been talking 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 i would love to hear you know what is coming to you yeah i i think what was coming through for me when you said somatic 
like the somatic, the body, it's like, for me, I think the feeling is, you know, you think of the word depleted. It's like something that's really flat, just kind of like almost just like kind of just almost caved in on itself because there's just not enough to support it. Because when you're giving so much, you're often not giving enough to yourself. Um, it, at least in my experience, it's not like giving from a place of overflow. And I think that's that was kind of where I was going is like examples of healthy giving versus overgiving because overgiving is unhealthy. So I think healthy giving comes from a place of like, not I'm giving you my oxygen that I need, but, you know, I am overflowing to the point that I have enough to you know, give in this area or that area. It doesn't come from a place of like, as you said, trying to prove worth or trying to prove anything. It's not like I'm proving something and giving. It's like I'm giving to give because I have it to give because this thing matters to me because I have the capacity um, because I'm making uh, an autonomous decision because sometimes overgiving, like you said, is linked to these overtakers. And it's interesting because overtaker, take over sounds kind of close. So I don't know. I've never noticed that before. But in that moment, that's what I heard. Um, so I think overgiving can come from a place of letting people take you over. Like you're like letting someone else decide for you how to live your life or what you should be doing, or how much of it you should be doing. And that's, that's like you said earlier, inverted. And anything, we, we obviously love to talk about service to others. That's important. But that's not an example of service to others. That's very toxic and unhealthy, and I believe not what we were designed to do. Um, and, I, and I do think it goes back to, like you said, like that codependent kind of dynamics of um, – I love to, I visualize it as like two people bending like this toward each other and trying to make each other a source instead of being aligned with source, which is a very, you come together like this with someone and coming together is not the problem. It's more the orientation um, where this is not giving either person that healthy connection with source or with each other. So um, a lot of things come up for me with this conversation. And I think the because now I feel like I'm on a tangent <laughs> the thing that I think about is like um often the overtakers are really demonized and in some weird way there's like this weird glorification of overgivers and I think that's really dangerous because I think they're both those both of those behaviors are unhealthy and toxic Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That's so true. You know, that's so good. Um, because it's like, you can't have an overtaker without an overgiver, you know? And again, you're so right that how, you know, that dynamic is played out and it really is so detrimental, you know, to, to celebrate that overgiving. I mean, I can see my own ancestral line, the consequences of so many people in my family overgiving, just like getting destroyed out here <laughs> you know so it's like it's it's definitely not um something to glorify anymore and it it's like these points in my life and again this is really so valuable you know that we really really need it's like we come here to be sovereign like the earth mystery school is no joke like it's not just love and light you know there's 
a couple um, online, Eldora and Saman, that's one of the things they say all the time is, is the ascension is love, light, and fuck you too. It's a very important element to have these boundaries on earth because again, if you're only love and light all the time, it's like there are things here that will take advantage of you and you're not going to be able to do what you came here to do. So you have to sort of have that organic darkness, you know, that um, it's obviously I'm not talking about evil or like, you know, anything, but like having that um, kind of ferocity sometimes, you know, that I feel like comes up in my life. My guides literally asking me to have more of that and not be so um, just kind of like mellow. Like sometimes you need those boundaries and you need to recognize your worth you know you said something really profound earlier um i don't i don't know if i can remember exactly how you said it but um just like if you don't if you don't re recognize uh your worth it's like people are are going to kind of just again like sort of take advantage of that take advantage of you it's just kind of what they do you know it's not even personal it's almost like this magnetic thing that just happens you know like with kind of like with codependents and, and narcissists it's like it's almost like they just attract each other and the goal there is hopefully to learn and to find that balance um but i think it's so important here is is one of the core things that we can do is as overgivers is again like have those boundaries we're realizing that we're not here to save anyone again we want to help people but we're not here to like over give our life force energy to mm. to people and also for us to learn to receive and know and practice that we are worthy of receiving you know i can think of when i'm in this energy there's times when you know people do give me things whether it's like a, an actual gift or abundance or uh, words of wisdom or whatever encouragement and it's like, if I'm in this mode, then I can't even receive it. It's like, it's like water off a duck's back. You know, it's like, I can't, it can't even like come into me because I'm so just like pushing, trying to push everything out, if that makes sense. Oh, trying to push everything out. It's a really interesting kind of like visual of, you know, oh, I'm going to have to sit with that. I'm going to let that percolate. <laughs> <laughs> I I really feel you know it's hard to have this conversation in full transparency because I really struggle with overgiving and and you know anything I say is from the experience of recovering from that you know as a thing that I've consistently had to contend with and sometimes it feels hard to talk about things that I've struggled with because it's like I never want to come off like this is me. I don't ever overgive. And here is my TED talk on why, <laughs> you know, it's like not like that. It's like something I constantly feel myself being like, ah, we did that again. Okay. <laughs> um, but when you were talking, I what what did come through for me is um, you know, I feel like for me, because you asked me and I didn't have my answer, you're like, How do you how do you know when you're overgiving? And I was like, I don't know. And then it came through, and I think a big way. I can know is like when resentment creeps in because I'm like, I'm mad. Like, oh, it's like, but who am I actually mad at? Like the anger starts coming out, like with the person or the thing that it's like, ah, everyone's always asking so much. Or like, why are they asking so much of me? But it's like, who said yes? You know, it was me. 
or or when that anger comes up when you start being like oh I think anger is often I think especially for women comes up when you feel those boundaries being violated like if your person is like I don't know what boundaries are and I don't know where my boundaries are when someone does something or says something and that anger comes up that's usually because someone has violated that boundary um and but unfortunately (laughs) I feel like a lot of women are shamed for having anger and so then instead of contending with the fact that you're not a bad person for getting angry um it's a an emotion and it's a natural emotion it's more so a problem what we do when we're angry, not the fact that you got angry. So a lot of times anger can lead people to do things that aren't the healthiest or, you know, you act out of a place of anger and then that becomes a problem. But the anger itself is not dirty or bad. The anger is telling you something. You are upset and it's okay to lean into that and understand why did that upset me? Why am I angry right now? And I think sometimes that'll show you where your boundary is. Oh, I'm angry because this person made me in that action I felt unsafe when that happened it made me feel like I couldn't trust them or like they had violated me so I think those are excuse me two my voice is like going away (laughs) those are like two things it's like that resentment which is a little bit slower like huh like it kind of builds but then that thing that's faster is like that anger like and usually it's the anger that comes out after you've been holding on to a lot of resentment, but sometimes it doesn't work like that. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm angry. <laughs> I love so much that you brought that into it because that is so true. The the resentment and the anger, most definitely. Um, you know, I see that in myself and I see that in, in others, you know, especially like I was kind of saying earlier, I feel like that's one of the shadows and I see a lot in my like ancestral lineage. Um, and so, you know, I see that definitely like come out sometimes like this deep resentment. And that's the thing too, is like, no one wants to feel that, especially people who are overgivers. Like we don't, it feels so insidious and toxic. It hurts so deeply when we start feeling that resentment um, come out. So, you know, obviously feeling is healing. We got to feel that. But like you said, it's like, these are just, you know, signs within ourselves of like coming back to finding these boundaries, you know, and having this self-worth, you know, I think that's really what it is and why it hurts so much. I feel like it is the core um, of why we do it isn't, isn't guilt, isn't unworthiness, isn't shame. A lot of times it's like not being good enough, you know, just that energy that, you know, so many of us have carried with us um, from our childhood and maybe even beyond that, you know, that one's, that one is, is a deep one. Um, but I think what we're talking about today is, is recognizing, you know, doing our best to recognize that and not celebrate over giving because it's not a healthy way of being. And especially in the spiritual community, you know, I feel like that's another, another area where there's a lot of, um, there can be a lot of over, over giving and, and people overtaking, you know, cause I think another conversation, that comes up with this is, is being in gratitude. You know, that's something at the forefront of my life of like, I know I want to practice gratitude more and more because there's so much to be grateful for. And if you want to expand your life and your blessings, you know, you got to be grateful for what you have. Um, And so, you know, I, I think that there can be a lot of in this um, community, especially like, 
people over giving their time and their energy and their hard work and also people expecting because it's of a spiritual nature expecting that it should all be given for free you know and it's like that is very disempowering you know for both people it's very disempowering to expect that you know our own spirit guides don't even do that you know they help us but it's like you know it's not just about being entertained like you know you have to put in the work and you have to empower yourself to do these things that are valuable it's not all just going to be handed to you get your hand held like if you fall off like we're we're gonna just do you know what i mean it's like you have to have like a, a certain level of responsibility as well so i don't know hopefully that's all like cohesive i feel like that was kind of all over the place but it's all connected it is it is all connected and it's interesting how i think a person can be an overgiver in one area of life but maybe an overtaker in another and i think that's kind of what you're hitting on in a way because you know like yeah i think sometimes i've been like i meditated now why don't i have peace every day of my life like one time i meditated and it's like that's me trying to reap the benefits of something that i haven't sowed enough or you know, maybe not enough seeds, but I haven't watered long enough for it to grow yet. <laughs> and that, and that's kind of what I think overtaking comes down to entitlement. It's entitlement, mm -hmm. you know, like I am owed, whether it's from someone else, I'm owed from source. I'm owed from my spirit guys. I'm owed from this, this teacher, the teacher owes me, this person providing a service owes me something. And that's when you get that, you know, it's like a this thing, like you're pulling, you're pulling, you're taking, you want, you want, you know, and then the giver's like, hey, I can do anything you push out, anything you want, you can have it. I don't know. I don't need it. I'm fine. I'm great. I'm doing, I'm good. I'm good. Wait, wait, wait. See, I'm good. I'm good. You know, like it is all together. And then sometimes a person that's like overgiving is like, well, why am I not getting peace why am I not getting good relationships why am I you feel old but what did you do you you engaged in an unhealthy dynamic relationally with this person or that person or whatever and you you know there's an equal contribution really that's really hard to acknowledge because it can feel noble to overgive but it isn't it really isn't yeah, this is really so, so good. And I want to also put in like a real life example here. Um, and I know a lot of people talk about this and really every industry, but I feel like it hits, you know, especially with like what we talk about with like, the, especially, you know, creative and spiritual industry, or I don't know if you call it industry, but field um, is I've noticed like with my own, you know, doing like raw Reiki's and doing, you know, this kind of work, it's like, I can vouch that every time, you know, when I first started, like I'd always want to try to give out, you know, free Reiki's or, you know, if somebody emails me, they can't afford it. You know, then it's like, even, you know, it's like, I would just try to like, you know, do as much as I could. And I've noticed across the board, almost every Reiki that I've given that was free was not as powerful as the ones that were that people pay for. I don't know why. It's just like human psychology, you know, and, and and there are a couple, you know, that maybe were good friends of mine that they really did value it. And like, you know, we had some kind of just general exchange. But for people that just like, you know, had the free session, it's never 
been as effective as people who pay for it. And it's like that with anything, you know, even ourselves, if someone gives you something, even if it's something really valuable for free, like a free course, you might not even finish it. But if you invest in it, you know, you especially if you invest a considerable amount for you in it, then it's like you're going to probably make damn sure that you get the most out of it. So there is also just like how this like exchange in value works. It's just natural. It's like you, if you overgive, it's not even going to probably be as helpful for people. They're not going to value it because it's like it's just some free thing they got on the Internet. Yeah, you're, you're really hitting on something so key. And I love that you brought this into the conversation because I think and I hope I didn't take it too far away from this point that you're making. And if I did, I do want to come back to it and just dive deeper. This point of like this expectation of spiritual people, teachers to to be just sacrificial, like sacrificial, to be sacrificial lambs, you know, and when you said exchange it's really interesting because like and i don't want to be like fake deep but the word change is in there and when you think about codependence a lot of times codependent drives are to make sure nothing changes so someone is overgiving because they're trying to maybe help someone not feel pain okay but if that person doesn't feel that pain then they probably won't change anything if, you know, this person is trying to take from someone else because they don't want to feel the pain. Okay, again, that's the other side of that. Or, you know, the overgiver doesn't want to lose that person. Okay, but maybe if you lose that person, that's what you needed to change. So when you don't have exchange, it's toxic because what's not growing is dead. That's what I've seen a lot with codependent dynamics is this this desire it's very ego-driven desire to like make sure that things feel controllable and safe and the same. And so it's kind of just this very toxic, stagnant energy that doesn't allow for that natural, as you said, when you go to the store, <laughs> you buy groceries, you're not like, they owe me food and I'm going to just, you know, no, it's an exchange. I recognize the value of this and I'm going to give something in exchange for it because I value it. And like you said, those sessions didn't work unless someone either provided you a value or they valued you enough to recognize what you were doing and what your service was doing for them to be like, oh, wow. And I don't know. I just think that's a really important point. And I'm glad that you brought that into the, to the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And it's true with anything, you know, and even valuing your own work, whatever it is, you know, and this is something, you know, again, I think we're all learning. It's like, you know, if you if you undervalue your own work, whatever it is, whether it's in this field or even if it's something like very practical, you know, chances are you're going to attract, um, you know, people that clients that are going to be less grateful. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're going to assume that, you know, you're you're not that good. Unfortunately, not everyone is like that, but I feel like generally speaking, that's just kind of how like the human race you know, that's how we are. That's how we think. And there, and there does have to be an exchange. I think that is really deep and really important. Um, again, for both ends, especially, I feel like it's so, again, as codependence patterns, it's like, it's so easy to undervalue yourself. It's like, oh, well, I don't want to ask for too much when in reality, like, that's just kind of the, the laws of, of energy. Energy exchange. Yeah. And, and when you think about it, to go further down my 
I really feel like I might be fake deep right now. But like when you go to the store, this might be the fake deep moment. You go to the store and you hand them the money. What do you get back? Change. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. (laughs) I mean, maybe this. Sometimes I watch podcasts when people say stuff and I'm like, no, like you wanted that to be a one liner so bad. I could feel it. And I, that was my, I, everyone has to have that moment. And I've, and I had to have my moment. So thank you for letting me have that. I love it so much. It's true though, you know, because we want, that's why we're getting a service, you know, especially if it's in like the spiritual and like, creative kind of fields, you know, we want some kind of breakthrough. You know, I, I would think, you know, if you're going to work with someone, whatever it is, you want to have some kind of breakthrough or something. So it's like, if you're not even willing to put in the work and invest in it, like, it's like, it's an equal kind of quotient. Like, how much are you willing to work and invest in it with your time and money? Money is just an energy. You know, we don't have to demonize it. It's just an energy. So, if, you know, if you're willing to have, if you want to go haphazardly, you know, then that's just exactly what you're probably going to get. You know, it's just kind of, how it goes. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think interestingly enough, kind of linking this conversation to, I think it was our last conversation. I think both overgiving and overtaking is rooted in scarcity. Um, Because it seems more obvious with the, with the overtaker, you know, the person who's taking too much, like obviously they don't realize that there's infinite, you know, you know, there's, there's abundance everywhere. There's, there's more than enough. There really, really is. There's more than enough in, in a lot of way. And, you know, spiritually, it's not a question. There's more than enough wisdom to go around. There's more than enough peace. There's more than enough of everything, but even materially, there's more than enough. So it's really obvious with the taker that they're like operating from a scarcity. And I've seen it so much in my life. Um, what happens when, when someone's fear of not having and because there's the not being enough which it might be the the core fear for the overgiver but i think the overtaker has a fear of not having enough in a lot of cases not having enough um and i've seen how that can almost like destroy a person because it's just this closed this closed you know this uh grip you know this just tight grip on anything that they do have which obviously you know leaves no space there's no space for anything and that's again you're not really in a receiving spirit because you're just so busy holding on you know i'll grab that and take it i'll grab this and take it you know um but i think the overgiver in that case there's a scarcity of of um like like inner knowing like there's not that you know there's this really incessant drive to prove you know to prove um it's just like anytime you're like spinning your wheels you know some something there is not connecting to the understanding of like you are more than enough Mm, yeah that's so good I love how you brought it to um receiving as well and I and I feel like that might be a good thing to maybe wrap this up for now um 
is 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 allowing yourself to receive on both of those ends because you're right it is both of those are coming from scarcity consciousness you know maybe another end of it and at the end of the day regardless of what side we find ourselves find ourselves out of balance on one side um it's our responsibility you know to say you know like hey like i don't need to like rescue this you know fully grown man grown woman grown person you know from their own responsibilities you know that's not my job or on the other hand it's like i'm not i don't need to suck you know all this energy off of someone because i don't have enough like whatever it is it's like coming back to who you really are and and what's so crazy and this is so hard to put it's so hard to put into words because you really have to experience it for yourself when you really get it but it's like when we live in this scarcity mindset like this what we're doing and we usually don't realize it is we're cutting ourselves off from God's source. It's like we're cutting ourselves off from God's source. God's source is there, but because of our trauma, it's like we're cutting ourselves off. So regardless of what side you find yourself on, you know, I invite you to practice receiving, you know, receiving from yourself. Like we're actually like, it's a totally different energy, you know, than even I would say like, like having to like take or give, but allowing, you know, that energy to to actually come in you know so if 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 you know trying to give is like the, it is like i feel like this energy of pushing out you know it feels more like a masculine active energy of giving um then i would suppose receiving would be this passive act of allowing it in you know actually allowing it in like a, whatever it is allowing in you know just even like this gratitude or this peace or this love or whatever it is um ideas creativity it's like we really do have to be in this sort of balance in this flow it is libra and sun right now which is all about balance um of 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 giving and receiving and you know being honest with ourselves you know i think it's really important or such a good way to sum up this conversation and uh yeah like on on a final note when you were saying that about you know, it's cutting you off from like receiving from source. It's like creates this like bubble and like just stale air that's just getting recirculated. It's not fresh at all. And the actions of the overgiven overtaker, it's like depleting that even more. And it just like is such a such a unhealthy experience for everyone involved. And I think again, coming back to what we always come back to, which is love and compassion, because you know, I, I personally feel like in my own life, there's been times where I've been the overgiver and times where I've been the overtaker. Um, and so just, I think a lot of love and compassion and understanding where it's coming from, like what is motivating this and recognizing like we can always course correct. Um, and awareness is such a huge aspect of growth and change. You know, once you're aware that something's happening, there's so much power there for you to decide what to do going forward. But once you see something, you can't unsee it. And so, you know, that that's one thing I'll say. But just like, again, so much love because the truth is that both of those things, overgiving and overtaking, just come from like, honestly, like being misguided for whatever reason, whether it's like you just got off track or something happened in your life that triggered you and all of a sudden something you're just like, you just got pulled into something or whatever you know, we're human and sometimes we fall into unhealthy patterns. And honestly, sometimes it happens. What's important is that 
we get up and we make a decision once we realize what's happening or we're aware to make that shift that we need to for our health, for our highest good. And ultimately, when we just we do something for our highest good, we do it for the highest good of all. Um, because our highest good is in alignment with source. And so it, it only leads to more health and healing. It's got ripple effects. And you don't do it <laughs> with that intention of like, I'm gonna fix everyone. <laughs> it's like, no, it's just like you know that it's the it's the right thing for you to do. Um, so yeah, Reagan, any final thoughts? So beautiful. And I love that you ended it with that. I think that's so important too, because it's like, we, we all, you know, we're all going through this together. We are all human. You know, we all find ourselves falling into this. And again, it just keeps going. You know, I feel like as we keep, we keep growing, we're evolving, literally evolving from um, other states of consciousness. So it's not about being perfect. It's not about a race. It's, it is about, you know, you see these shadows in your own self that were unconscious when you see them, you know, usually they're, they start being more and more subtle, you know, more subtle in your life. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, out here dating a total narcissist, like giving, you know, it's not manifesting in extreme cases like that, but it still comes up. So just, I don't know, I say that just for like that, um, grace and that love and that humility you know wherever it comes up there's nothing wrong with you this is literally just the process of evolving and growing um so the more we can have compassion for ourselves i think when this comes up and knowing that there is always a way you know there is always a way um and even in those moments when there feels like there isn't i find time and time again you know even those moments just keep pushing through because those moments are also very much catalysts for amazing breakthroughs so that's my final my final thoughts oh such a good conversation like i i'm so grateful for this conversation and it's such an uncomfortable thing to sit with just that oh like even talking about overgiving is uncomfortable like for me i'm like oh great <laughs> this is great yeah Reagan, this is but I immediately knew, you know, when, when, when you came up, like, I was like, oh, that's so important. And, um, and I appreciate it for you pushing me to, I was like, I'll just ask questions. You're like, no, 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 I'm asking the questions. <laughs> so no, I, it's been so lovely. Um, on that note, thank you so much for listening. I'm Bianca. And I'm Reagan. And this has been a Breath of Fresh Air podcast. <laughs>